It's the weekly feed, and that makes me happy. From the studios of WFPK in Louisville, Kentucky, welcome once again to the weekly feed. Now that we've found ourselves out of the summer and into the fall, what better time to look back and see what the past few months has given us? My name is Kyle Meredith, and I'll be spotlighting the biggest and best of Q3, including Nine Inch Nails, Pearl Jam, and Pixies. Plus, also be featuring a few of my favorite interviews. So stay tuned to revisit Hyam, Flaming Lips, and Jason Isbell. Now, easily one of the most hyped albums of the year comes from Arcade Fire, who started teasing us months in advance of the lead single. Once it landed, boy, was it talked about. First, due to a new sound for the Canadian troupe, and second, because of some background vocals by none other than David Bowie. Let's get started. Here is Reflector on the Weekly Feet. Don't know what it's for If I can't find 
wasn't too long ago that Trent Reznor said he was retiring his Nine Inch Nails jersey in favor of other projects, but here we find him in 2013 already back at it with hesitation marks, a comeback disc that received great reviews all across the board. That was copy of A on the weekly feed. This is the best of 2013 part three, and in the spirit of revisiting some favorite interviews, should come as no surprise to some of our regulars that Hyam is on the list. After a year and a half of playing them, their debut finally arrived this week. It was at Bonnaroo that we caught up, which you can see in full at theweeklyfeed.org. Weekly, weekly feed. First off, for what you guys have accomplished without having a full-length debut out, just off the singles out there, off the EPs out there, it's, it's kind of, I mean, it's amazing. Thank you. It's amazing. So much music in the world, right? I mean, so much music. And to actually kind of cut through that has got to mean that there's something special going on, and I think that's proved itself. You're going to make me cry. This is your I'm Barbara really Walters interview. Emotional. I'm only gonna good. cry. Yeah. Good. No, it's allergies. Yeah. Right to my heart. Yeah. God. Well, there's some fun stories because you know. You, okay, so you had the family band when you were young. You had to miss. Uh, there's a story about someone missing Coachella and throwing a big oh. fake at a gig. Oh yeah. This is like. Year, yeah. like yearly stick standing sure. gig anniversary, and it's always the weekend of Coachella. Yeah. So every year we couldn't go. So 16 year old like, SD was really bummed out. Yeah. So you guys have had to deal with the new band comparisons. There's always like the Fleetwood Mac thing. So you got Tom Petty, and Tom says, "Hey, come up here and sing the Stevie Nicks part." Do you do oh it? Oh my God. Yes. Do you do if it? If Tom Petty said, "Go jump off a bridge," I would do it. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding? I would do anything Tom Petty asked. Yeah. If Tom yeah. Petty called, would you answer? I yeah. probably would, yeah, yeah, but I wouldn't sing with okay. I mean, I don't have oh, the chops that you have, oh, but, you know. So, January rolls around, you win uh, the Sound of 2013. Pretty cray. Which, pretty is, which is huge. I was just talking to uh, last year's winner, Michael Kiwanuka. Oh, yeah. Was he here? Not here. This was at uh, oh. South By. But he was talking about, like, that really does change your life, like, overnight. Like, they had to prep him and everything. Like, listen, this is going to come out tomorrow and your life's going to change. Did that happen with Ooh, you guys no. at all? No. no. I mean, he lived in England yeah, for one, yeah, so. Yeah, we lived in LA, and by then we were already back in LA. It definitely like, wasn't we a life changer. Not. Well, what happened was, like, we, since we were recording, and, like, I think they had, like, stand-in high do some stuff in England while we were recording. They found lookalikes. They found lookalikes. Yeah, so it didn't change our lives. It kind of just like lit a fire under our butts to just keep working and keep going for it. It was never like a thing like, let's sit on our laurels and bask in the glory. It was like, okay, let's work three million times harder. But that is cool because you did do it without the full length, and I'm not sure that matters as much these days that you do have the full length. And obviously, you know, it doesn't matter as much. It seems like, but so that's something you guys are working on. Yeah. So. You did the EPs, and there was this time, this amount of space that you did, you know, whatever the reason was. So what was the reason? You do the EPs, and now this amount of time. Is it because you signed at Columbia, and they're saying, you know, we got to craft it a certain way? Or no, we really do. I mean, as you say, like, I guess records, there's, like, albums, I guess, aren't as popular. But to us, I mean, I've always been a record kind of person. Like, there's some records that you can listen to backwards from, like, start to finish. Sure, sure. And it's, like, a whole, like, that's what I want our records to be like. I wish, I and mean, we got... It, everything kind of happened so quickly and like we got offered all these amazing tours and yeah. what we love to do is tour so when someone's like hey do you want to go on tour with Florence and the Machine you're kind of not like no I'll pass I love yeah. to take the back seat on that yeah. one we like, freaked out yeah. we freaked out you can't say no to that weekly feed part three of the best of 2013 on the weekly feed again you can see the full Hyam interview at theweeklyfeed.org from Days Are Gone here is The Wire relationships will go through and I gave it all away just so I could say that but I know I know I know I know that you're gonna
Seen a diamond in the flesh. I cut my teeth on wedding rings in the movie. 
living up tonight. It's on the night. Going hard tonight. Not going home tonight. I'ma walk up in the club. I'ma holler at the honeys. I'ma have a few laughs, take a few shots, and throw a little money. Plenty of remixes that caught fire during the summer, but few as fun and unexpected as that R. Kelly remix of Phoenix's Trying to Be Cool. And before it, great retool of uh, Lord's mega-hit Royals. That was courtesy of The Weeknd. The best of 2013 Part 3 of The Weekly Feat continues in a moment with an interview with the Flaming Lips. More of the year's best. Don't move. The, the Weekly, weekly Feat. Let's have a look at today's countdown conundrum. The Weekly Feed. Part three of the Weekly Feed's Best of 2013 continues with Super Chunk. They call the album I Hate Music, but you could tell from the spirit Max voice that that was the furthest thing from the truth. Here is me and you and Jackie Matu. I hate music. What is it worth? Can't bring anyone 
Pearl Jam proved that just because you're knocking on your 50s doesn't mean you can't rock with the loudest of them. From the LP Lightning Bolt, that's Mind Your Manners. It is part three of the Weekly Feed's Best of 2013. We'll continue with Wayne Coyne, who we sat down with at the Forecastle Festival in July. The Flaming Lips frontman is always fun to talk to, and I highly recommend checking out the full video at theweeklyfeed.org. The Weekly Feed. Well, the Terror is a great example. The Terror, the brand new record of, of you guys really changing on a dime whenever you yeah. want to. I mean, it yeah. kind of started with the, the record before this, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think every review I read, it seems like everyone's kind of crutching on one thing with the Terror and saying, it's a dark record. I think we discovered a couple of you know, different ways of, of recording. We have this little synthesizer that uh, we got from Sean Lennon. We were at his studio and we started playing around with it. And I think part of its appeal is that you play notes and accompanying the notes are these little tritone electronic, right. you know, sort of after effects. And for musicians, you know, this is, this is it's beautiful because a, a lot of times nowadays it's, it's easy to get pure notes. Everything's already in tune, you can just hit things. And part of your brain really loves when the world is in harmony. Sure. But part of what this synthesizer would keep telling us is that, yeah, this is working on one musical level, but on another musical level, it wasn't working at all. But it really appealed to us. And I think it, it, it was affecting you know, whatever part of our brain was not wanting perfect harmonies or whatever. And it would, it not didn't make us write the songs, but it urged us to write these types of songs that I think we're dealing with that kind of gray amb- ambiguity of the way your life really is. Sure. And I think that's why people relate to it so much because, I mean, I, I'm not putting well, it down, but it's a beautiful record. Well, in, in in the oddest sort of way. Right. I mean, we would say that ourselves. Like we say film. it's like it's. Well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like a Kubrick film. We'd say yeah. it's like our most. It's like our most um, depressing, but most triumphant record. Yeah. I think we we've, we've done. Well, there's a, something about that too, because when a fan listens to the record. There's a big character study that goes along with that. This, this is how we get to know you. This is how we get to know you. Well, exactly. Sometimes, you know, you're, you're coming up with a song or coming up with lyrics. You don't sit there and know everything you're going to do and write it down. You just will say something that we say that it comes, you know, it, it sort of squirts out of your subconscious or whatever. But on the other side of that, these things squirt out of you and you still get a chance to choose whether you're going to keep it or dismiss it. And there's a really great line on the record. And I say great because I I just sort of, I didn't really think of it. It just sort of happened where it says we don't control the controls. And part of that is, you know, an element of, of what I do is that I feel like I should control it because if I control it, it'll go this way and it'll go that way. But then I also know that if I control it, it becomes virtually the same thing every time because I'm not, I'm not really aware of all the little nuances of what I do so I don't always I don't want to have control because there's no surprises sure. left there's no there's no new path you know I think in the beginning when you have no control you think you want it all and then when you like like the way our life works now when you can control it all you don't really want to. Feed. Wayne Coyne live from the Forecastle Festival on this best of 2013 edition of the Weekly Feed. And from the Flaming Lips, the sun blows up today. Don't start TikTok, sun blows up today. Don't start punk rock too much fun today.
the, the weekly, weekly feed. Orwells from Chicago with Who Needs You on part three of the best of 2013 edition of the weekly feed. Also had Colts in there with I Can Hardly Make You Mine. The duo proved that they weren't a one-song fluke with this sophomore release, which should probably be on your Christmas list. In fact, we've got more that you want to ask for, including some pixies and a conversation with Jason Isbell. The weekly feed.
Kyle Meredith smells funny. He's my sexy DJ. On the weekly feed. Part three of the best of 2013 here on the weekly feed. Jason Isbell received some of his best reviews ever on this latest disc, Southeastern. As a longtime favorite, very excited to dive into the ins and outs back at Bonnaroo. And the entire video of that is up at theweeklyfeed.org. The, the Weekly, weekly feed. feed. All right, it's The Weekly Feed. I'm Kyle Meredith here at Bonnaroo 2013. Jason Isbell, or as he says in the South, Isbell. Isbell. They Isbel. correct me in Texas. Yeah. They say it's Isbell in Texas, but I'm going to say it my way. I want to congratulate you, Southeastern, this uh, this brand new record. Uh, getting the, the buzz, the acclaim. People are loving it. it. It's an amazing record all the way throughout. You've definitely got kind of a story that goes along with this one and uh, and everyone calls it your sober record your sobriety right. record yeah is it having a stamp like that does that diminish it for you like these were such personal songs in a new light and now it has to be all summed up well, in if, that word if it's if it's just that yes it, uh, it doesn't diminish the record but it it, it kind of pisses me off a little sure bit. if it's sure. just that now I try to do it where it's like one of those you know, recovery records, um, honeymoon records, yeah. uh, funeral records, um, you know, uh, songwriter records, storyteller records. I try to do all those uh-huh. at once on this record, so they couldn't just pick out one of them <laughs> to focus on. Right, right, right. But the sobriety one is the biggest story for folks. And, you know, if it helps somebody else stop drinking, if they need to stop drinking, it's great. I don't care what they call it. Sure, you know? sure. If somebody listens to it and thinks, well, that's kind of like my experience. And, I should try to quit now. Great, that's fantastic. Well, it does set it apart, I guess, from other records that you're talking about because, you know, whatever anybody has to go through is songwriting to get to that song, to find that yeah. moment. But that's not something that everybody goes through right, in, in that way. And, and I guess that uh, is why it becomes kind of a, an interesting point of it. You've got songs from your past, lots of songs about yeah. drinking that you're still singing about. I mean, right. even Alabama Pines, a recent one says, you know, having to drink to not be alone. Yeah. You're singing those on stage now. I mean, it, it, I don't know. Is it any different when you're singing those songs? Because now it's not exactly like you're living it. You let you lived it. Right. If anything, it means more to me now. I think yeah. uh, because I remember how I felt in those days, and it's a little bit more of a triumph to actually have the experience and document it, and then outgrow it. You know, um, I think it feels a little bit bigger to me um, than being in the center of it. Uh, but you know, and one last point, I guess, on the alcohol thing. You did write like that for so long. Is you know, was it harder to be creative with a clearer mind? No, I don't think it had any effect on that. Um, it gave me more time in the day to work. Sure. And that was, you know, I, I don't think that inspiration is the problem. Mm-hmm. You know, I like uh, Chuck Close, the painter. He said, uh, "Inspiration's for amateurs. The rest of us just show up and get to work." And when I read that, I thought, "All right, that's the last I'll ever say about not being inspired." All oh, right, right. Because right. I, I know how to write a song. It doesn't have to be about the most world-changing event every single day. Yeah. But if you actually buckle down and put your ass to work, then you're gonna come up with something. And uh, the motivation came a lot easier when yeah. I wasn't thinking, "Oh, the sun's down now. I gotta go start drinking." Right, right. right. The so weekly, weekly feed. feed. Backstage Bonnaroo with Jason Isbell here on the weekly feed. The best of 2013 continues with a cut from his Southeastern LP. Here is songs that she sang in the shower. On a lark, on a whim, I said there's two kinds of men in this world and you're neither of them. And his fist cut the smoke. 
Some of us thought the day would never come, but 2013 gave us new music from Pixies. That was Bag Boy here on this best of edition of the weekly feed. And that is where we'll wrap this one up. Another best of gone by, but have no fear. We'll be back again next week. In the meantime, head over to theweeklyfeed.org. There's more episodes, music news, and interviews. Our video feed series plays weekly on Salon.com, this week featuring ALO. The Weekly Feed is distributed by Louisville Public Media and WFBK Radio Louisville. Stacy Owen is the executive director. Brad Yost edits. Chris Witzke directs films and edits our video feed. Aaron Keane, Sean Cannon, Mark Murdoch, and Jared Schubert make up the music news team. Charles Spivey is an electronics fixer machine. We get extra assistance from WFBK's Laura Shine and Joe Durso. I'm your host. You can find me at Twitter and Facebook slash Kyle Meredith. We'll see you same time next week when we'll be joined by Queens of the Stone Age. Till then, be good. <laughs>